on that trophy. Second season running, that she's done so in the colours of Manchester City. Oh, lovely footwork there from Weah! A special goal in a special game from Caroline Weah. That is world class. That is outstanding. A worldie from Weah. Hello and welcome back to MCW Fancast. I'm Emma, thanks for listening. This week we're joined by Dave from the OSC as we discuss recent results and all the latest news coming out of the club. Dave, how are you? Are you okay? I, yeah, I am absolutely buzzing still after last night. Yeah, it's, it's been a good day, hasn't it? I certainly yeah. woke up a little... I mean, even though it's, we're recording on a Friday, I certainly woke up a little bit chirpier than usual. Yeah, it was, it was great. It was The atmosphere was brilliant. Everyone was up for it. It was a proper semi-final. It was it was great. And it's been a, a quick turnover in games in recent weeks. Arsenal in the WSL, Nottingham Forest in the fourth round of the FA Cup, Tottenham in Thursday night's Conti Cup semi-final. It's fair to say it's been a bit of a merry-go-round of domestic yeah. uh, domestic games. Uh, but with attention now turning to Sunday and a huge league clash against Chelsea and, and an opportunity to close the gap on the table standings to keep that pressure on around the teams around us. Speaking to the media on Friday, Gareth Taylor said the next two games will be season-defining and we need to make sure we're giving ourselves the best opportunity to go and still be in a good position. I think that's pretty fair. Yeah, definitely. It is. Seeing that it's Chelsea, then then, then the Derby at home straight after that. I mean, the Derby's a big game anyway, but this season, you know, we're so close. If we can get something at Chelsea and go into the Derby, that'd be brilliant. Probably after that, you'd look at the fixtures after that, you know, and the way we've been playing, you'd, you'd fancy us to win the majority of them if we play like we have been playing in the last few weeks. So these two fixtures now could, like like, like Gareth says, define it because they could point the way, keep them close. It's a big game tomorrow where United at Arsenal as well because it's all a bit tight. So it's a big weekend all round, really, I'd say, with those two fixtures. But we, we last spoke before the Arsenal game and we said that you know, we had this, this, this spell of games coming up and... The one thing that, that's changed really is that Gareth's been able to pick from a full, fuller squad and rotate. And I think we've seen that in the last, since the, you know, the, the games you talked about there, Arsenal, Forest and last night, the rotation and, and be able to, to rest players and rotate them for certain games, it's starting to bear fruit. And you're seeing the team fresher for these big games. And that's what you need because they're coming thick and fast now. I mean, having players available to us, such as like Ellie Roebuck coming back in the squad, having made a return. Chloe Kelly, again, not looking that far off either. I mean, Gareth Taylor, like you said, he's certainly got that depth available to him. And, and it's good to have those players fighting for places as well. And and, and new signing as well, Julie Watt said in there too. Exactly. And you've got uh, Lucy coming back. Steph's played a few games. I know she didn't play last night, but Steph coming back. Uh, I noticed Steph was still giving the team talk last night on the pitch when they all were in the huddle. So she's certainly still there and around about. And Lucy's, I thought, um, going back to the Arsenal game, I thought it was an outstanding team performance to go toe-to-toe with the team that was top of the league. And let's face it, what, we were a minute, two minutes away from beating them. Uh, and deservedly so. I thought, we, you know, I thought we played really well. I thought Lucy was excellent that night. Was, I thought she took a couple of games, obviously, to get back into a full stride because she's been out for, you know, half the season. And uh, she came back at Brighton, you could see, you know, but I thought against Arsenal, that, that was Lucy Bronze getting back towards her best. And we've seen it again um, in the game since. So such a such an important player. And it, it's just, like you say, Blackstad coming in as well. And 
also, I think people like Lasada and Engel Dahl now are settling into into the team and the squad, and they've been playing well. And yet, even and yet last night, neither of those played, and that's what I'm talking about with rotation. He's actually got some choices to make now, which you know, earlier in the season it was ridiculous because he had to just you know Jill Scott at centre half, and you know you know what it was like. I mean, he didn't really have a choice, did he? After time, the, the team picked itself. Um, so, you know, it must be nice for Gareth to have that choice now. And it's starting to bear a little bit of fruit. Um, but having said that, obviously, it's a very tough game on Sunday because away to Chelsea, I still pretty much can... I know Arsenal are top of the league and deservedly so, but I consider Chelsea away to be the toughest game of the season. Um, you know, it, it's such a hard place to go and get a result. We've done it before. We've got results there, but we've really had to play play well. And your defence needs to be top, top notch to get something at Chelsea because their attack is just awesome. Uh, and you just can't make mistakes against them. We've got, we, you know, the, the attack that they've got, Chelsea, it's just it's just such a hard place to go and get something. But we've done it before. But it, it starts from the back for me on Sunday. It's the defence have got to be top notch because you just can't make a mistake against them. Speaking of defence, though, I mean, Ruby Mace obviously dropped into centre-back again last night. I thought she played really well. I think there were times where she needed that little bit of guidance. I think she was, you know, Lucy was kind of dictating to her a little bit uh, where mm. she wanted the ball. I think at times Lucy was getting a little bit frustrated, but she's having those opportunities now to show us what she can do. And I think it was really pleasing. And you can take a lot of confidence away from that. Yeah, she looks, I mean, you've got to remember, she's a very young player, but to have someone like Lucy alongside us, it can only be good, surely. And, you know, I noticed that myself actually on the last night. She was talking to her a lot, wasn't she? And so, and I suppose, you know, if, she, if she's not doing what she wants her to do, there might be a little bit of frustration creeps in. But I'm sure that'll, you know, you've got to remember they've not played together much, have they, as well? So that'll come naturally. And probably in training, they'll be working on, on, on developing relationships so they know where each other are and things like that. But for such a young player, I know the Arsenal fans I spoke to when we went there earlier in the season, um, we're gutted that they've let Ruby go because they saw her as, as a real prospect. You know, she'd had the loan at Birmingham, I believe, and done really well there. And I think uh, if you speak to Craig at Birmingham, he speaks quite highly of her from, from last season. Uh, but the, I know the Arsenal fans were really hoping she was going to be one for the future for them, so rated very highly. Um, and I, I've, when, we've, when she's played for us, I've been really impressed with her. I think she's fitted in and, and, and played really well for someone so young and a new player as well so yeah and, and last night was good I didn't um, you know I didn't, I didn't say anything that worried me at all you know like a cool cool character really on the ball and quite confident for such a young really player controlled as well and yeah distribution and yeah it's definitely got the makings and potentials to be a really really good player and she seems to be quite a powerful player as well you know, into the t- you know, she seems to have a good engine on her, and and, and you know, um, you know, she's just just quite sturdy, which I think you need to be as a defender, don't you? You need to, you know, you need, you need to stand up to people and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm really impressed with her. I think she's a good buy. Yeah, and how much obviously on recent results, how much t- confidence can the squad obviously take away from that? And you know, they're going to need to use that really heading into these games as well. Confidence, confidence is a big thing, and we've 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 slowly built built a good run together now. After after you know just not being able to get going in the first half of the season for a number of reasons, I think it started before Christmas, uh, and then and then it's carried on after Christmas. Which, which as we said last time, it's the sort of thing that happened last season, wasn't it? We had a great run, 
at the same sort of time last year and went on, you know, and didn't lose another game. Just keep it, if we could keep it going, it'd be brilliant, especially for these next two games. Um, I think the derby, I don't think you need to motivate the team at all because I think Chelsea away and a derby at home, they motivate themselves for those sort of games, the games you want to play and the games you want to win. Big games, you know, against teams that, you know, that are near you at the top of the league, that's what you want. Um I think they've done well to, to you know, because a lot of people wrote us off earlier in the season to, you know, oh, we're not going to be in it at all this season, you know, in terms of like finishing in the top three or four. Um, but it, this league, you know, if you put a run together like we've done, suddenly you're back in. And we certainly always said that we always still had the Cups to focus on. And I think that's helped. Um, so, yeah, from suddenly we've gone from, are we going to get out of the Conti Cup group a few weeks ago? Well, that's how fast it's happened. We're now in the final. Yeah, the turnaround. turnaround's just been unbelievable, really, when you think, yeah. you know, off the, off the back of last year and kind of where we were at and, you know, things were looking a little bit dire in terms of being able to string the results together. <laughs> and now, you know, the turnaround and the, you know, the difference in the, in the, in the squad and the mentality and, you know, getting those results, building that confidence and, and building some form and, and now it seems we've got something to play for, something to look forward to. And the morale's high. It's high amongst the fans. It's high in the team. And there's there's just so many positives, and it, it just really makes the difference, doesn't it? Certainly does. Yeah. And I think, you know, we I'm confident we can go to Chelsea and play well and get something. But obviously, equally, we could narrow. I remember when we were when last time we were allowed to go as fans, we narrowly narrowly lost two one. Um, but we played really well on the day. So I'm sure if we put in a good performance, we've got every chance of getting something. But if we don't, there's no need for morale to drop because the next game is the derby at home. And, and that's massive in terms of not just it being a derby, but in terms of the points. Um, and I think that takes care of itself as well. So if we play well and didn't come away with anything on, on Sunday, which is like worst case scenario, you know, not, not getting anything, um, there's no reason for the, for, for the momentum or the heads to drop as long as the performances are there, because they've certainly been there like, in this run. They've certainly, they, they were, and like I said, we went toe-to-toe with Arsenal and we were very unlucky not to win the game. I thought I thought we were a better team. Um, maybe could have got a second goal, but the performance, you know, I, I remember coming out that night and saying to people, I thought, I thought if we play like that for the rest of the season, then, you know, we'll, we'll have a shout yeah. because... Arsenal, the top of the league. So technically, I mean, I, I still probably rate Chelsea as as the best team in the league when you know on the day, but but the table doesn't lie. Uh, Arsenal, the top of the league because they've been the best team so far this season. So to, to very nearly beat them was great because when we played them away, they, they took us to the cleaners. We just weren't at it that yeah. night, and uh, that's what they can do to teams. And yet, you know, we played very well. Yeah, and especially going into that game, sort of looking and and wanting to get a res- result as if to right the wrong of the game earlier in the season as well. You know, it, it really was something that the team can be proud of. I mean, it, obviously it was gutting for Arsenal to equalise, to find that equaliser so late on and through bloody Tobin as well. <laughs> no, you know, of all the people. But, you know, it was yeah. still a, a massive point. It was, it was. I mean, I came out, I was disappointed, obviously, because they'd scored with like two minutes to go. But I, I was still really happy in a way I know it sounds a bit odd because of how we played because we had seen some pretty poor performances early in the season for a number of reasons we've spoke about it many times you know but I wasn't I was disappointed that we didn't win but I certainly wasn't disappointed in the game or the performance and I thought 
was definitely, and that was much, much better. Everyone played well. And if we'd have won one nil, it would have been deserved. It wasn't a fluke. You know, we'd played well. And I thought to myself, and similar before that, you know, um, Brighton and Leicester in the Conti Cup, the performances have been there. I mean, Brighton are a good side. I, I remember at Brighton when, when we scored early in the second half, 1-0. I remember saying to, I think it was to Dave, I said, um, I'll take this now. This would be a great three points. And that was when it was 1-0. I didn't see it ending up six. It was Brighton, you know, been a good side this season. And the first half as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the first half was really tight. So the performances have been there and I've been really pleased with it. I mean, I've just got to keep that going. Get through these two games. Um, I know we've got United again in the cup. That again will take care of itself. It's motivation for itself, isn't it? But in terms of the WSL, you get through these two games, and I think we've played our hardest fixtures on paper. Obviously, you've got to turn up and still win the other games because there's still some good teams. There are some of those mid-table teams that can upset you if you don't turn up. Definitely, and the teams fighting for their lives at the bottom that suddenly find a bit of form, and you can't take anything for granted. But you know, we'll have played United twice, we'll have played Chelsea twice, and we'll have played Arsenal twice. So all we can do then is try and put a really good run to the end of the season and get as many points as we can and see what that, if that's it. I think realistically, we've said before, we're probably trying to aim for third place and getting that Champions League. That would probably be, it's quite odd really, because, you know, we finished second a number of years. Um, you know, this year, if we finish third, we might see it as a bit more of an achievement. And yet we've dropped down a place in, in theory. But you've got to take it in the context of the season, haven't you? I think you've, you've got to look at the table overall. And I think when you're looking at it at the moment, I mean, usually, you know, you've, you've got two runaways and everybody else. And, mm. and it, this season, it's so tight. It's yeah. tight at the bot- bottom, it's tight at the top. And it it does make it more exciting, though, to be fair. And yeah. I do believe that we're we're in the mix. You know, hearing from Gareth again, he, he's kind of in the hunt. Yeah, well, that's the right. That's what you want. If your manager don't believe you can do it, how can you expect the players to? So, you know, it's good that he thinks that, and that's that's great. And he's added a new player to the squad. Uh, we saw a flash of last night, which I thought I know she only played. Was it about ten minutes last night? But she looked quite quite good last night I thought for someone making a debut she was quite confident took a few players on Norwegian international um you know two and a half year deal young as well I, yeah. I was she's 20 years old and I thought she was older sorry <laughs> <laughs> so I I always like to see us add uh youth uh you know to the to the squad I think you know we, we've got a really good balance of youth and experience and, you know, it's always pleasing, you know, when, you you know, when we sign players like, you know, Lauren Hemp and, you know, you've had someone like Georgia Stanway, you've got Jess Park coming through right now. And, you know, mm. it, to see young players like that and, you know, really cement themselves in this league as well is is always really pleasing. And I'm really excited by what she can bring. And I thought, thought like you said, the the 15 minutes, 10 minutes or so that she had last night, you know, was was pretty exciting. She looked really good. She did. Yeah, look confident and, and and like I say, you know, was was trying things and taking people on. Um, you're right about the young players. There's some there's some just players that get you off your seat. I mean, we've spoke about Lauren a thousand times because everybody knows how, how good she is. Um, but I think we, I think we should talk about Jess last night. Jess Park. I mean, she she was outstanding. She was she was unplayable um, at times. Um, both of them were Lauren and her. You know, I mean, um, but uh, I mean the way she took a goal. Uh, her assist, you know, it, she was just brilliant, and she's been like that for a number of games. You know, we, you know, 
on the OSC, we do we do a player of the match, and she's been winning a few of them recently. Whereas pre pre Christmas, Lauren tended to be a shoe in for it most yeah. weeks, um, but but Jess has been winning a few recently, and and deservedly so. She's really stepped up to the plate. Uh, and last night, she, she you know I knew she was going to win that because there was only going to be one winner, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah uh, fantastic performance. To assist a goal, <laughs> another player of the match before, yeah. like you said, uh, showing that her hard work is is really paying off for her, um, mm-hmm. and hard to believe that early in the season linked with that sort of loan move to Leicester. But- well, that's, I was talking to Luke, the Leicester fan, and I think that had been agreed almost at the start of the season, but then we got that horrific injury crisis. And she ended up staying because we, we, you know, I think they were they were looking at a similar situation maybe to what they did with Esme at Everton, where a year in the WSL playing every week, whereas she might not have played every week at City maybe in the situation. But um, you know, I'm not sure the ins and outs of what, if it was definitely agreed, but it was definitely in the pipeline, as you said. Um, but I'm so glad that we didn't because she's been outstanding this season. She's really come on, fitting, and now she's. Um, Pushing to start, you know, be one of the, like one of the main starters on the thing. And like you say, we've got Chloe Kelly coming back as well at some point, even if it's not late this season. Next season, that's going to be like another new signing. Uh, and it's all options, and it's it's keeping the team fresh. And you know, they can all they can all bounce off each other. And these are quality. quality. I mean, Chloe Kelly was outstanding last season. People mustn't forget how good Chloe was. She was the Player of the Year for the OSC and stuff, and rightly so because she was brilliant. Um, and we've got her to come back as well. I know she was there last night watching the game, wasn't she? I saw her being interviewed at half-time. So, fantastic. She's going to be like another new signing whenever she comes back. I hope it's this season. I hope it's, you know, we get to see her towards the end of this season. But I'm sure, you know, they, they won't rush it if, you know, they want to get it right. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but like you said, it'd be so great to see her back out there. But again, just on Jess, you know, clearly showing that she's she's got a vital role to play. Uh, and the opportunities are coming for Jess and long may it continue as well, because I think at the moment, you know, a lot of people are talking about her and just commenting on on how good and what a bright future she has ahead of herself. Definitely. And, and fair play to her because her performances are speaking for themselves. You know, it's not one of these things where it's hype and then you watch you watch someone and you think, oh, well, what, what are they all talking about? You could see it. Last night, she was the best player on the pitch. She ran the fullback ragged, which you want you, you wide players to do, you know. And as you say, her goal and two assists, there's not much else you could do, really, was there? It was fantastic. Um, you know, and you, you don't want it all to be on Lauren every week, you see, as well, because we know Lauren can do it. We've seen her do it many times, and Lauren still played well, I thought, last night. Um, but it's nice to, to have the option like on the other side like that as well, because defenders don't know where to go. If we are going to get anything out of this season, you know, that I think that... These are the sort of players that need to perform to, for us to do it, and they certainly are doing. It's great to watch as well as a fan. Last night was so pleasing. Like I said, a great night under the lights of the Academy Stadium. Great atmosphere that you spoke about already. Mm-hmm. A pleasing team display uh, that saw City progress to the final following the full-time result of 3-0. Goals from Jess Park, Bunny Shaw, Lauren Hemp uh, secured a dominant victory uh, with plenty of positives to carry forward for the rest of the season. Top, Tottenham's first and only really big chance of the game came quite early on, and it was a sort of heart in your mouth kind of moment. Where it was, it was, it was a. Uh, Kira Walsh sort of got dispossessed. She lost the marker and just Naz ran away with the ball. And you're thinking, kind of one on one sort of situation like this, it's only going to go one or two ways. And and thankfully, it just went wide. But 
Ellie well, coming out like that and getting exactly, yeah. Ellie, could, now when we got home last night, I, I taped it and I watched that again, and I didn't realize that the game because you don't get the same angles, do you, sometimes at the game? But when you see it on telly, when she came out, Ellie, she really was right on her, wasn't she? She came out so fast that if you watch, she, she stars herself right in front of Naz, just as she and she does everything she can to make Naz put it past her. And as it was, wide of the post because it went past Ellie. So it was a great bit of goalkeeping that. It was their best chance of the night. And if they'd have scored that early on, might have been a different game. I'm, I like to think we'd have still played as well and come back and still still done something because of the way we played. But it could have changed the game, couldn't it, if they'd have scored first. So, yeah, big moment. Big moment for them because they didn't really have much chances after that. I have really missed Ellie doing that, though, I've got to say. Yeah. She came yeah. out and I was just like you know that is what we've missed you know that confidence no disrespect to the other goalkeepers I think they've all done a great job but Ellie's just so confident and she's prepared to put her body on the line and she did that last night you know she didn't have much to do but fair to say when she did she stepped up and she was there yeah well you know we've seen Ellie many times haven't we I can remember having a this uh coming on as a substitute when she was young at uh, Kings Meadow in a game we drew nil nil, and she was man of the match. She was absolutely outstanding. She's just got that natural ability. Um, but you're right. We should praise you, the keepers who stood in as well, because you know Taib was in goal when the team was struggling as well. Because you know, we, as we've said many times, Gareth didn't have many choices. And then just <laughs> like everyone else, she got an injury as well. And uh, young Kiara Keating did brilliantly in the game she played for someone so young. You know, really impressed with her and her confidence and. Um, looking at the future going forward, if we can uh, develop Kiara and we've got Ellie and Kiara as our two goalkeepers, I don't think we've got much to worry about there because I think no, I they, uh, they, both, they both look really good, confident young keepers and it's fantastic. Well, we know Ellie is, but uh, Kiara really well. And, she, and Kiara played in that game we spoke about against Arsenal as well and played very well. Yeah. So, yeah, fantastic. Yes, yeah, so an all-round fantastic display from the team. Um, Chelsea beat Manchester United in their semi-final 3-1 at Kings Meadow on Wednesday night, which now means that both teams will meet for the first time in a major final. Uh, the final will take place on Saturday, the 5th of March at uh, Wimbledon's, Wimbledon, I can't even say it, Wimbledon's ground, which is <laughs> the Cherry Red Record Stadium, with a kickoff time scheduled for quarter past five. This will be City's fifth Country Cup final in, in eight seasons. I mean, that's not a bad return. It's not, is it? It's not at all. I mean, <laughs> Izzy Christensen was there last night. We had a quick word with her and uh, obviously she scored the winner in our first one in our very first year as a professional team. So we've got a great record and a great like history in this cup. Um, we've won it three times. We lost once to Arsenal down at uh, Wickham one year. But yeah. Fifth final. It's going to be tough, and we probably will go into it as underdogs. But you know, we've won finals before. We've been underdogs against Arsenal a couple of times and won it. So there's, yeah, you know, underdog, you know, Dave. Yeah, I, yeah, like I think the underdog. Yeah, in some ways it's good, isn't it? In some ways it takes a lot of pressure off you because you, you know, you think, well, you know, we've got nothing to lose. We'll go for this, and we know we beat Chelsea. We know we can beat Chelsea in a one-off game. We have done it a number of times. We won at Kings Meadow. With, you know, with really good, resolute performances. If you've got the personnel and everybody's fit, we, we can do it. Definitely. Definitely. So I can't wait. I mean, I love a cup final. It'll be great. We'll get, we'll get one of the ends, get all, all City fans together and all the Chelsea fans at the other end. And it'll be, you know, it'll be, it'll be a great occasion. It's just a shame it's only two miles away from their ground and about 200 nod for us. But... <laughs> yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but it's already setting up to be, uh, like you say, a fantastic showpiece game. But first things first. 
just this <laughs> small matter of uh, Sunday's league clash. How are you feeling heading into that game now, off of the back of recent results? Well, yeah, I'm confident because of the way, as you say, the way we've played and recent results give us a lot of confidence. So I'm a lot happier than I would have been if this was you were talking to me two months ago and um, we were going to Chelsea. But obviously, I do, I do think it's... It, you know, look at the fixtures. I still think of it as the hardest fixture. Um, I'm not doing Arsenal a disservice there because they're rightfully top of the league and they, and they give us a good idea at their place this season. So, I'm you know, any Arsenal fans listening, I'm not doing them a disservice at all. But I do think, you know, uh, historically, I think of, of, of Chelsea at Kings Meadow as a very tough fixture. So, yeah, I, I, I'm confident that we're doing well enough to go there and get something as long as we play the way we've been playing. And I think we can do that. But it is a it is a tall ask, you know, a big ask because Chelsea are such a good side, and if you make a mistake or, or you're not at it, they've got such good players. I watched a little bit of them the other. I haven't seen much of Chelsea recently, and so they were on the other night, as you say, against some team or other. And uh, I watched Chelsea because I wanted to see what sort of form they were in. I've, I've genuinely not seen them that much at all in recent yeah. weeks, so I wanted to watch them. It was a good opportunity before we played them, and. Um, I thought they were good. I thought, but um, the standout for me was um, Erin Cuff. But I've never seen Erin Cuff have a bad game. She's, she's a fantastic player. I think she's a little bit of a non-sung hero. Maybe not with the Chelsea fans, but you know, you hear a lot about um, Kerr and Kirby uh, and all great players, harder, fantastic players, no doubt a doubt. But Erin Cuff was always so impressive to me when when I watch her play. She's really good. And the other night she was outstanding. And then uh, Jesse Fleming's another one that stood out the other night. When I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I watched a good chunk of it and. Jesse Fleming, another one. So we've got quality everywhere, Chelsea. So we're going to have to be right at it. I'm re- really looking forward to the game because I, I think it's going to be one of our tougher tests. So I yeah. think it's a, a good marker to see where we're at, um, especially yeah. off of, you know, coming off of the back and getting players back and having having sort of, you know, m- mitigated our way through <laughs> through the end, of last e- the end of last year and now coming into this of you know finding a bit of form and a bit of momentum I'm kind of excited I kind of feel as though we're a bit of a different team now uh to that of you know before the end of the year kind of thing so yeah I I think it'll be really interesting to see I'm interested to see how we're going to set up because obviously we've like you said seen a bit of rotation Mm -hmm. Ellen could potentially be back in in the starting 11 again obviously she's had a bit of a rest not playing many minutes last um against Tottenham so she could be fresh and and looking to to really sort of put a bit of pressure on that Chelsea back line yeah and I think um Gareth mentioned after the game last night we'll be going to see if Steph's available and they're not sure yet so that could that could decide you know if Steph's there or not not only does that um influence the back line it might influence who he plays in front of them in midfield as well um I wouldn't be surprised to see Angledale back in the side because I think she's played quite well recently. And it's that sort of game, because Chelsea will have a bit more of the ball and maybe than some of the teams we've played recently. Um, but yeah, I think um, Steph playing or not playing could shape part of the team um, in, in Gareth's mind. But yeah, it's, it, it's certainly going to be, it'll be a good game. There's no choice about it. I don't think it's ever a bad game. Um, sometimes it's a little bit tactical, say in Chelsea, at their place. It tends to be a goal fest at our place. You know, we've had three alls and two alls, and then they they put four pastors a couple of times. And but at their place, um, it's been a little bit tighter over the years. I remember That's two right one and well. nil nil, and a few mm. one nils, and we've won we won a one nil in the cup there. And 
you know, it just seems to be a little bit tighter at Liverpool. I'm not quite sure why. We, you know, at the Academy Stadium, it's that three all the other year, a bit of everything, didn't it? So <laughs> I'm not quite sure. But it'll be, I think it'll be a good game. I think the entertaining game. And it's a little bit, you know, don't go too far either way. If we win, you know, we've still got a lot of work to do. If we get a good result on Sunday, if we lose, it's not the end of the world. Because, you know, there's still a lot to play for. And we've got massive games coming up straight after it. And we've got to keep the momentum going. Um, yeah, so it'll be tight, but uh, I'm confident. So get a score prediction. Well, I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm always confident. So I, I mean, if we came away with a draw, personally, I'd be happy. I think it would be a great result because it's a good thing. So, um, but but this is a city podcast, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be confident. I'm gonna say we're gonna turn them over two one and cause it a bit of an upset to the uh, the West London massive. <laughs> oh, um, I think for, for me, I think. I'm going to go with the draw. Yeah, I can see it being a draw. Yeah, but... I'm going to go with the draw and I'm going to say one all. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It, honestly, I, if if we get a draw there, we'll, we'll, we'll have played well. There's no two ways about it. But, you know, I just, if I, I'll get a lot of stick on Sunday if I say, if I don't say, I think we can win. I do think yeah. we can win. I do think I do we think... can win. And I, and mm-hmm. I, I hope we do win. Yeah. I'm just trying to be realistic. Like, if we go there and win, um, I think that would be a huge uh, moment in the season uh, for us. I think the one that, you know, will not be season defining, but I think we'll look back on very fondly. Yeah, that's what I was meant when I said. <laughs> I, either way, we're not going to get too carried away. If we go there and win, you're quite right. It's not season defining as such because there's still a lot of work to do in the games coming up. Um, but if we lose equally, it wouldn't be the end of the world because, you know, there's still a lot to fight for. I'm just happy as long as the performance is as it's been recently, then I'm going to come away happy. Yeah. As long as the performances are as good as they've been since, say, let's take since, say, since Christmas. You know, if we play like we played against Arsenal, and we play like we played last night, we're going to cause Chelsea some problems, definitely. Yeah. Um, but we must be at it all over the pitch. But they know that. You know that. And Emma Hayes is no, no, no muggish. She'll know that we've improved a lot and we've got players back and she'll be prepared and. Chelsea will be ready to go because they they can't afford they need the points themselves, don't they? If they you know, if, they, um, if they're going to keep up with I Arsenal, kind of, so I kind, of, I kind of feel as well as though you know it's not just down to the players on this one too. I think we need a bit of a tactical masterclass from uh, from Gaz here. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, and you also need a little bit of luck here and there. And yeah, no, you're right. You, 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 yeah, well, you never know. I think, like I say, it's. Um, a lot of it could depend if you know on who's fit and who's not fit. Yeah. I know, I know there's a little bit, you know, we've had an extra day, haven't we, as well? Chelsea have had an extra day, sorry, you know, to prepare, but whether that affects his choice on who he starts again, like you said, he, people who didn't play last night might not have played because he's playing them on Sunday. So he might say swap bunny for Ellen if he feels that that would be more appropriate. That wouldn't surprise me. But I think that's you know, I think that's that's how you've got to head into it in terms of game game management, just because of the quick turnaround. I mean, yeah. you factor in rest and recovery as well for these players. You know, it's a Thursday. You know, it's not like a Wednesday. They've not got that extra yeah. day, you know, so that Chelsea have got. So, yeah, it, it's definitely you've got to obviously play that game with that in mind. Definitely. I think that's part of the problem earlier in the season. We didn't have that rest and option to rotate definitely he didn't have that option he was pretty much playing 
you know, there was times the bench was threadbare because he was playing the same 11, 12 players week in, week out, and then it was showing they were tired. It was, it was showing because of the pressure and the tiredness. But now we've got, and he's got the two Australian girls back as well, which has bolstered the squad from last night, which is great. And as we said, new signing. So it's all it's all good. It's all it's, it's you know he can, he can play tomorrow and then he can. I think we've not got anything midweek next week. Over then it's the derby the following weekend, um, so people can be at rest and recruit. So hopefully we can keep the squad strong, and, and like really at it, you know, which is a massive part of the modern game. Yeah. Um, just last thing before you give us a little bit of match day travel info. Um, <laughs> We need to talk about Georgia Stanway, <laughs> our little yeah. record breaker. Um, yeah. Leapfrog Nikita Paris in the club's scoring charts. Um, her hat-trick against Nottingham Forest sees her increasing her goals tally to 64 goals. She's having a fantastic season so far. Um, what a player. Unbelievable. When you, when you consider how... I mean, I think she scored her first goal when she was 16-17. So she's been a consistent goal scorer. Every season since then, I know Pete put uh, a caption up on, on on Twitter and Facebook the other day with how she'd scored and where she scored and when she scored her goals. And when you consider that Georgia's never really, realistically, has never played as a striker, um, she's played like almost like number ten. And, and you know, as you know, she's played she's played at fullback. She's played on the wing. Um, it's even more impressive. I'm waiting for her to play in goal. I am waiting for the day, honestly. Well, that nearly happened. That she was. She was, was tempted in one day, wasn't she? Um, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she was the one who had the uh, when we were really spread there. She was the one that had the goalkeeper shirt in case anything happened to the goalie, wasn't she? But and that wouldn't it doesn't surprise any of us that does it? But no, it makes it makes the feat even more impressive. The goal scoring it makes it even more impressive that she's been doing it from such a young age. She's so versatile. She's played virtually every position, uh, and and it's fantastic that she's you know she's got that record. She's quite a way ahead of anybody at the moment that's still at the club. Um, I think Lauren's something like the next nearest. has got about 30, 30 odd. Pete would tell you, um, uh, and so it's it's really you know she's going to be there for a while I think because she's not finished herself and she's so young. Oh, she's she's still, so young. So, yeah, twenty three years old. Yeah. I mean, one hundred and seventy appearances. Yeah, yeah. So she's going to score a lot more. She's going to score a lot more goals. And so she could well be the, the top goal scorer for, for a very long time, which is great. And it's, it's great to see. It's great, you know, that she's uh, been with us for so long and, and developed as a player and, and just got better and better. And uh, she's got some shot on her and all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember... Um... I think Ellie was given, um, there was a really good question, actually. Ellie was given a half-time talk at uh, one of the games just recently. And um, somebody asked, who's, who's got the hardest shot? Who's, you know, when you, you shot stopping, who's got the hardest shot? And um, she thought about it. And <laughs> she said Georgia and no one was surprised. <laughs> no one was surprised at all. Like, it made perfect sense. There's a, there's a couple of Spurs defenders would agree with you after last night. There's a couple oh, of them took yeah. took, a, took them in the, I think one took it on the side and one almost in the face. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's a great record. Yeah, a great record, great club record. And, you know, one of those players that's just got so much more to give as well. Yeah, brilliant. It's it is it's amazing that she's so young and got it already. The record. Brilliant. Uh, congrats, Georgia. Um, so Dave, you've got some uh, match day information for fans making the trip to Chelsea on Sunday. 
Yeah, I have. It's, uh, most of us will probably have been there before, but I'll read it out anyway. Um, Kings Meadow Stadium, uh, Jack Goodchild Way, Kingston upon Thames, London, and your sat nav code KT13PB. That's KT13PB. Obviously, it's a half 12 kickoff. Um, so set off nice and early, go you know, as early as you can, depending on how many times you want to stop on the way and things like that. Give yourself plenty of time. Uh, would it be a Sunday morning? Hopefully, the traffic will be kind to us. Um, a couple of other things I'll say the tickets are digital print at home tickets for Chelsea nowadays. So if you go on their website, you can still buy for Sunday, but it's a digital print at home ticket. You must, and it says on the website, you must take it with you on the day because they don't have the facility there to issue any duplicates. So please make sure you've got your tickets with you um, before you before you set off. Print them at home and make sure you've got them with you because it is it's it's in red on their website. So it might be you know they just don't produce the tickets obviously because it's it's um, well it's, it is their ground sort of now isn't it? They own the ground. It used to be Wimbledon's, didn't it? But they've gone back to Plough Lane and Chelsea now own Kings Meadow. So but they say they haven't got the facilities to print off duplicates. So please. Uh, Make sure you got your tickets. Now, the City fans, have, but we're mostly gathered in the North Stand, which is the one we usually have when, you know, you've been yourself, Emma, you know, behind the goal um, in the corner sort of thing. It's unreserved seats, so you can just get a ticket for that stand. And then if you want to come and sit with us, that's where we'll be, making as much noise as we possibly can. So that's a North Stand. Tickets are £10 and £2 concessions on Chelsea's website at the moment. Um, anyone that buys programmes, what I will say for you at Kings Meadow, you must it's best to buy them outside. They sell them outside the ground. You'll see like little, like guys set up with like little uh, stands to sell the programs. Sometimes it's difficult to get them inside. So if you like your programs, get them before the game outside the game, uh, outside the ground. And the only other thing that I've, I've noticed is that there is, it says on the website, there is no parking at the ground. Now I know there used to be limited parking at the, at the ground but as I say that was when it was Wimbledon's and Wimbledon staff and people were in charge now it's Chelsea's they may well have changed the policies and things like that so it, it does say there's no parking for for supporters at the ground so you'll need to find alternative parking near about you know nearby um so just something to be aware of you know make sure you get there nice and early to sort that out that's all I need but if as ever if anyone needs any more advice or help if they DM us or you know the OSC on Twitter I would certainly I'll, either, I'll try and answer it, and if not, I'll try and find out the answer for you, if anyone needs to know anything. Thanks, Dave, for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's on the, is it on the BBC on Sunday as well? I think it is, isn't it? I think it's on... Yeah, it's on BBC Two. Yeah, good. So anyone that can't make it, there you go, tune in. I think the oh. Grafton are showing it. <laughs> I think it's on BBC Two. Yes, it, it is on BBC Two. I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> pretty sure it is. Um, I, know, I know there's a, a few few people going to watch it at the Grafton, in, if anyone knows that, on Grafton Street. In Manchester, they show the games now and um, got a nice big screen. And I know there's a few City fans going there to watch you who can't make it to London. Mm -hmm. So maybe you know if you want to watch it with a few blues, go there. And uh, yeah, it should be, it should be good. It should be a good game. Looking forward to it. And then we've got United. So hopefully we can catch up next week. Um, obviously recap on the result. Hopefully a good result at Chelsea. Yeah. And then look ahead to next Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah, but I think it's important. We like you said, we put the the fact we've got a cup final on and got the data. You put that to bed. You've got to focus on. I like to focus on every game. As it, I know it's an old saying, you know, one game as it comes. But if you don't focus on a game like Chelsea away, you know, you you need to be right at it. So 
yeah. we'll worry about next week next week i think definitely, definitely. um great thanks dave for, uh, right. for coming on always great to chat pleasure um, yeah i'll see you soon see you soon i'll take care you too mate and that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks to Dave for joining me on this week's show. We'll be back next week. If you are travelling down to King's Meadow on Sunday, have a safe journey. And if you fancy doing something different at full time, which you've not done before, or maybe you have done before and you'd like to get involved with, we will be going live on Twitter or being well following the full-time result. Um, looking about maybe half three, between half three and four o'clock. Uh, doing uh, going live on Twitter Spaces, which is something we haven't done before. I'm a bit nervous about it, if I'm honest. I haven't got a clue what I'm doing, if I'm ultra honest. But we're going to give it a go. And it'd be great if you could join us too to discuss the result and get that post-match reaction as well from all the fans. So, yeah, join us on Twitter Spaces. Find us on Twitter at MCWFanCast. And, uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you there. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.